If you bench Clyde, you're a moron. If you trade Clyde, you're a moron. If you bench Clyde, you're a moron. If you trade Clyde, you're a moron. If you bench Clyde, you're a moron. If you trade Clyde, you're a moron. If you bench Clyde, you're a moron. If you bench Clyde, you're a moron. If you trade Clyde, you're a moron. If you bench Clyde, you're a moron. If you trade Clyde, you're a moron. If you bench Clyde, you're a moron. If you drink Clyde, you're a moron. If you bench Clyde, you're a moron. If you drink Clyde, you're a moron. If you bench Clyde, you're a moron. If you drink Clyde, you're a moron. If you bench Clyde, you're a moron. If you drink Clyde, you're a moron. If you drink Clyde, you're a moron. Welcome to the Week 7 Fantasy Football Advice Show with your man Smitty. As I mentioned, buy low on Calvin Ridley, I believe a top five wide receiver for the rest of the year. You've got to look at players like stock values, and this is how you do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The big elephant in the room is Clyde Boy Alaire. What do you do with them at this point? And I think I get tired of hearing over and over that this guy's not going to be a running back one anymore. Wait till Love Bell gets back. I have to continue to talk about it. So I apologize for beating a dead horse. I apologize for beating a dead horse on the show. But it's got to be done at least a little bit. So in a nutshell, to wrap up the Clyde part of the show... Uh, get ready, because Lev Bell, they don't even know how much the playbook he's going to know, and there's a very good chance they even don't play uh, Lev Bell in Week 7. Uh, so get ready for more Clyde Boy in Week 7. Now, let's get into the players that I think you need to target right now. We've talked about them before on other shows you know, earlier on in the week, but I want to get to a lot of the buy lows that you can go get now before it's too late. Christian McCaffrey tentatively expected back in week eight now anything can happen know that make sure you can weather through two losses or one out of two 
uh, in case he doesn't come back. But when he comes back, you can bet that he's going to be on point. Maybe as a sluggish week, you know, eight or whatever his first game back is. It's, it's possible. But I think Christian McCaffrey is going to walk a lot of people into the championship that acquired him, that didn't draft him, that acquired him. And while you think you can't go get him from his owner, Smitty, the owner of McCaffrey's been sitting on him all year. Why would he trade him now? Because that owner's been getting bent over, getting L's all year probably, and they might not have any more wiggle room left, and they have to make a deal. Be the owner to go get that player, Christian McCaffrey, before others go and take advantage of that owner. Now, as much as I love Drake, and I tell you don't sell Drake low, Drake would be a potential good sell high to the McCaffrey owner, and you could even maybe give up something more, give up a Robbie Anderson and Drake, get a Christian McCaffrey, if you can weather through him potentially being out one to two more weeks. Um, If you've got Mike Davis, you're the perfect candidate to go get McCaffrey because you're protected into any setbacks that might come up. So if you own Mike Davis, you listen to me, you put all your fab dollars on the boy and you own him and he's been tearing it up for you, potentially go make a Christian McCaffrey offer for your team and together the duo has got you protected for the remainder of the year. So don't even worry about it. Michael Thomas, go get him now while his owners are losing, frustrated. They're kind of on the edge right now, and the same kind of thinking goes on, I think, in a lot of people's minds. Smitty, why would he give up Mike Thomas now? He's waited the whole time. When you're losing, you freak out. When you're staring two wins in the face at this point in the year, you're freaking out. Maybe you've got one win. You might make a trade you shouldn't be making. That's the nature uh, of fantasy football ownership. We see it every year. Why can't you be the owner that swoops in and says, look everyone, what I got. Go ahead and veto it if you'd like. I'll send Smitty after you. Vetoes are dumb, don't veto. Vetoes are dumb, don't veto. Vetoes are not a good look. We're grown-ups, we should make our own decisions, and, and who's to tell me I can't go like A.J. Brown in week two or three over a, a wide receiver that's not doing well anymore? Why do people get to make my decision for me? No way. I don't like playing in veto leagues. And if you do play in a veto league, make sure it's like uh, take the two owners out of the equation. It's got to be eight out of ten of the rest of the owners to to overturn a trade. It's got to be collusion or destroying the league. Okay, we had CMC, MT, now JT. Jonathan Taylor is a great buy low, especially if you have a situation where you've got to get rid of one big dude in order to divide them up into two. And like I tell you over and over, people, when you make this kind of trade, you have to ask yourself, do both of the players I'm getting back have a chance at being as good as the player I'm giving up? And I know sometimes that's got to be a stretch, and I get that. But you got to be able to say that with both of the players, or I think you're making a mistake. So in the case of like Aaron Jones, for example, let's use a big name that people do not want to sell. So if you're giving up Aaron Jones, and you would only do this if you're losing, if you don't have a a shot at winning and you've got to make a move so Aaron Jones would be the kind of player that if you're a losing team you need to to get a spark you can go after Taylor with one of those spots and Taylor all by himself has the potential it's a stretch I told you it's got to be a stretch the potential with maybe hanging at least very close to Aaron Jones if all goes right so you have yourself a player that in worst case scenario if your third player gets hurt or falls off the face of the earth, you still have a shot at at salvaging the trade value-wise. So that's the key to doing a one-player 
for two in a situation where you need to try and get a spark for your team. Now, what other wide receivers could you plug in? Now, granted, we don't know in everyone's case who the Taylor owner has, but in the case of A.J. Brown struggling, you know, until he bounced back, he would have been a great player to potentially go get, but you can no longer make that happen. But maybe, maybe you can get someone to give up a Tyreek Hill. Maybe someone's fed up with Taylor. And they're like, I don't even think I have a top 12 running back anymore. Because I'm telling you, through my HeySmitty.com, through my SleeperU.com one-on-one advice, I get questions all the time. Should I trade Taylor away for ham sandwich? Should I trade Taylor away for almost nothing? Should I cut Taylor? You'd be surprised. But the volume of Taylor questions that are not good, they're bad offers, they're bad ideas, the volume of that tells me that the temperature out there is that Taylor is attainable way lower than he should be grabbed at. So you think maybe this won't happen? Try. Now, maybe Hill doesn't work. Maybe you do go after like an Evans. Maybe you go after a Godwin. Those guys are potentially good enough. Maybe you don't even want to use A. Jones. Maybe you love Aaron Jones. Take Aaron Jones out of it. Use the the theory and logic, not necessarily the players. If it's Zeke, people worry about Zeke right now, but people still will buy Zeke. So if you can trade Zeke for Taylor and Evans, you might want to do that. Maybe people are, are giving up on Godwin. You can trade you know, for Godwin. Now, another example would have been last week, Julio Jones, before he popped off, you could have probably got Julio in a player for Zeke Elliott. Julio in a player for um, uh, Aaron Jones. We can't use Julio anymore. But Godwin, Evans, um, wide receivers like that. Tyreek Hill has been struggling. Um, there are plenty of wide receivers you can go get Ridley. I People are down on Ridley right now. This would be an ideal situation to, to walk away from if you had Zeke. Even Aaron Jones and you had one player and you had to go get two. I would bank on Ridley potentially hanging by himself with Zeke. I would bank on that if Ridley got hurt and was out for the year, you still have a chance of making this trade work for you. But Ridley's not out for the year. All right, now let let me rewrite this a little better. Ridley, let's say the person that has Ridley doesn't have Taylor. What other running backs can we possibly throw into the mix here? Um, Maybe somebody has, Drake would have been a perfect example last week. You could have got Drake and Ridley for Zeke in a heartbeat. But now we're talking about players like maybe James Robinson. J-Rob, people are very down on him right now. And again, through Sleeper U one-on-one advice I have and HeySmitty.com, I am getting a lot of volume of bad J-Rob ideas. Smitty, do we worry about J-Rob? Smitty, do I trade J-Rob away for a freaking head of lettuce? What can I do to get rid of him? People are begging me to help them get rid of J-Rob. They're afraid that they have the hot potato last and they're like, J-Rob is going to explode and turn into a pumpkin. Go get J-Rob. Go get Ridley. Go get J-Rob. Go get the very doubted, even though he's a touchdown machine, Mike Evans. Go get Godwin instead of Evans. Or my favorite approach, you lose Dak, go get Lamar. Go get Lamar and J-Rob. Go get Lamar and, and Ridley. Go get Lamar and Godwin. Go get Lamar and somebody and get out of your bad QB situation and get a player that is comparable to Zeke all on their own. Ridley is. Lamar is. Two players in your mind. You've got to stretch it. 
you've got to look for I had a HeySmitty.com call today where I told the follower, you can't trade a $5 bill and expect two $5 bills back. But if you look at them like stocks, you can trade a $5 stock for two stocks that in your mind are undervalued and probably headed for $5 each. You've got to look at players like stock values, and this is how you do it. On the topic of Aaron Jones, he potentially is one of those players you can go get as well on the cheap. He had a bad week last week. People are starting to worry, oh my God, is he going to revert back to the Aaron Jones that disappoints? Maybe, maybe not, but he's worth taking the chance on at a, a slightly discounted value. As I mentioned, buy low on J-Rob. As I mentioned, buy low on Calvin Ridley, I believe a top five wide receiver for the rest of the year. I think Julio Jones blowing up in week six made people think, oh my God, uh, Julio's back. Um, Ridley's reverting back to the old Ridley, which is still good, but not worth top five value. Take advantage. Ridley's still the number one there. I think the baton has already been passed to Ridley, and and it's gonna it's gonna be one of those years where they both kind of have good games. They both could potentially have have good games at the same time. Last week, Ridley did pretty good. He scored. He had a good game, but it got way overshadowed by Julio, who normally doesn't pull in touchdown passes. So don't think he's found some new, uh, you know, fountain of youth for. For touchdown scoring, he is going to be a really good wide receiver. And I buy, I bought low on Julio heading into Week Six. I did. I loved him. He was a buy low candidate. I told a bunch of people on HeySmitty.com uh, when I got phone calls for that one to go ahead and take advantage of that buy low situation, in Julio. Because like I showed you on the board, you could have got a, a Jonathan Taylor and Julio for a big name running back. Ridley, go get him now before it's too late. The buy window. Um, and you're not buying super cheap, but you're buying relatively cheap con- considering how much upside he has. Go buy now, the window's closing. DJ Moore, go get him now. I think he returns to some some wide receiver, high-end wide receiver two relevancy really really soon here. Go get Godwin and Evans. I think both are, are really good buy low candidates right now because even though Evans has done good all year, people are worried like crazy. I have to keep holding people back from making a bad move. And Godwin... Um, you know, he's been disappointing overall, but we're not worried about when we're acquiring a player what happened in the past. We're worried about what's going to happen. And I think Godwin's set up pretty nicely. Um, there's some risk that he gets hurt, but set up pretty nicely to, to I think, deliver top 10 running back numbers. And you'll buy him pretty much outside of that value. You're buying him at his floor. So everything, you know, above that's going to be gravy. Same thing with Evans. I mean, even though Evans has played well, people are worried about him. He's had a couple games where he had two catches. He had two TDs in the game, uh, but he had two catches, two yards, two TDs. People worry about that. And then last week dropping a, a nothing burger. People are going to freak out about, about Evans and have a knee-jerk reaction. Here's a guy a lot of people think I hate. I don't hate him. I go buy him low. I don't buy him at the value everybody inflates on draft day, but I come in and I swoop in and I, and I buy him low like right now. You won't get him dirt cheap, but go buy Adams as low as you can. I can't tell you how many people are, are asking me on HeySmitty.com and SleeperU.com what's wrong with Adams? Is he going to be okay? And the amount of volume of, of emails I'm getting makes me think that people might deal him way too low. So take a stab. Chark, I like a lot moving forward. Um, as soon as he gets healthy and he's back and he's ready to roll, I think he could be a low-end wide receiver one or high-end wide receiver two. And you can buy him at like late flex value right now. People are, I've, I've got two people already this week that have said on a phone call with me, Smitty, should I drop Chark for said player that was like, okay, but like an ad drop. It's crazy. Chark could easily be like on the board, uh, a wide receiver you could get thrown into a deal 
and maybe trade a girly for you know two players, one of them being Chark and the other player being somebody you like as much as Gurley, like J-Rob or something like that. Like if Gurley popped off uh, in his next game and J-Rob did okay, you might get a Chark and a J-Rob, and I'd rather have J-Rob over Gurley on the year. And last on my list is a guy that I think no one's going to give away, but I think Galladay has wide receiver, high-end wide receiver one appeal, at least like 6 to 10 wide receiver appeal go get him if you can get him in some kind of downgrade move so as an example Zeke Elliott um, you're not going to get Galladay straight up one for one in some some block, blockbuster you know steal type trade you're going to get Galladay when you're trading away Zeke or trading away Aaron Jones and you get Galladay and Jonathan Taylor uh, Galladay and other running back or Galladay and Lamar Jackson for your Tannehill and, and, and player that's supposed to be the biggest player in the deal. You give you give away Tannehill and that player for Galladay and Lamar, you're going to give yourself a real good chance of, of being able to bounce back if you're in some kind of rut. Um, so go get all of your big-name players. And until then, I'm going to leave you with potentially, I don't know, we're going to vote on it in the comments, the new song. Thanks for watching. Hit subscribe and like on your way out.